Hello, welcome to Connect GSO, your opportunity to learn more about the city of Greensboro. My name is Taiwo Jayoba. I am a city's city manager. This is an opportunity for you to meet with our hardworking people who make things happen in our city. The guys and the ladies who work day and night to make sure that uh, we're kept safe, that our streets are clean, that the lights are working, that everything is humming just the way they're supposed to. At the city of Greensboro, we are a purpose-driven organization, people-centered and data-informed. And behind all that are the people who actually make it happen. So this podcast is an opportunity for you to meet with them. Uh, we've had in the past a number of our employees, whether it's Guilford Works, talked about workforce development, or our assistant city manager talked about the budgeting process and what goes into it, or one of our, our employees in uh, HR, Human Resources talked about what goes into hiring people, retaining good and uh, talented employees. For this particular episode today, our guest is Assistant City Manager, Nathaniel Davis. We call him Trey. Uh, he oversees our public safety departments. And when we say public safety, that includes your police department, your fire department, your 911 that you call when there are emergencies. And of course, the Greensboro Criminal Justice Administration Commission, or we call JC Jack. Uh, that pretty much is about justice administration. Trey has been with us at the city now for quite a while, and he was a member of our illustrious police department. So welcome, Trey. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, sir. It's good to have you here today. Yes, sir. All right. Well, you've been with the city for how long now? Uh, since 2002, so um, February of 2002, to oh. be exact, just over 20 years. Wow. That's uh, And of course, in that time, you've, you've seen a lot. So what was your role with the police department, or what were your roles with the police department? So when I came to the police department, I came with a, a few years of experience. I was a, uh, what's called a lateral transfer into the police department. Uh, I began my police career actually in 1996. So when I came here to Greensboro, uh, and the thing I like to tell people in some of our employee um, orientation is that, you know, there's so many opportunities here. So I was able to hit the ground running. Uh, I served in a number of roles from investigations to professional, professional standards or mm -hmm. the Hollywood version of internal affairs. Uh, <laughs> in the last 10 years or so of my police time or police career, I served in various command level positions, uh, most notably as the commander of uh, the criminal investigations division and the commander over our professional standards. Wow. So you pretty much touched a lot of area. What exactly do you mean by Hollywood version? So, you know, people, professional standards is, is our terminology. Um, but I like to spice it up a little bit. And everybody knows it by internal affairs or IA uh, or, you know, the, the police officers that, that nobody else really likes. Kind of your law and order. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's fun. Uh, you know, a lot of people... When they hear police, there are different images that comes to their mind or when they see a fire officer or someone who works in emergency. But you've been uh, in the police department um, and you still work with the police department. You work with the fire department on a day-to-day -day basis as well as our justice administration group. So if I were to ask you, as someone who has never been an officer, what exactly does a day in the life of one of our officers look like? You know, I, so quite honestly, I'll give you an answer, but I'm considered uh, one of the, the old schools. Okay. So I, I started policing uh, in the mid-90s, uh, which some would say is the best time in policing and some would say the worst. Mm -hmm. You know, I, when I came into policing, you had to learn how to be one of those uh, street cops. And you okay. learned how, how to police, how to 
you know, arrest people was the, the ultimate goal and, and find drugs or, yeah. you know, you were fighting the war against drugs. Uh, but that kind of segues way into uh, where policing is now, because actually that's why I say it's the worst time, mm-hmm. because police officers in that generation and that era, you had a mindset that you were at war. Mm-hmm. You were going to rid the world of the drug problem. You were going to fight crime. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, I think, uh, manager, that's why we've gotten into this place that we are, and which is going to lead us to a question that you've got later. What do we want to see in our next police chief? Mm-hmm. So ultimately, the day in the life of a police officer today is much different. Uh, there's more of a push on community engagement. Mm-hmm. How can I diffuse situations? Yeah. And how can I figure out how to be innovative? Because arrest is not my my only yeah. option. So the um, mindset is not going to war. It's not necessarily arresting right. people, but working with. How can I actually be a servant in the community yeah. versus this warrior who's going to rid the world of all the crime? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, and I think it's a we're in a really good place, but we have to find folks and we have to identify, train, push a culture that really looks at how can we help remedy our culture. Like one of the examples we talked about, um, you know, public safety. So one of the upcoming things in 2023, we hope to really launch is some diversionary programs, some alternative types of police responses. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the things that really are the day-to-day life of of police officers today. It's incredible. And I think our residents should be able to go to bed at night knowing fully well that our officers are looking out for us and looking out for our best interest. They're here to protect us. Uh, even when we don't know danger is around, um, they are there. Now, when we think about it, your role not only interacts with police, but also our firefighters, our fire officials, and also with our 911 emergency um, responders, as well as our justice administration. So tell me how how do these relate and interact, and how do you manage all of these major responsibilities, frankly speaking, on a day-to-day basis? So as a public safety ACM, uh, you know, it, it looks like it's a, a it's a mountain to climb. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you know, we have phenomenal leaders within That's each of true. those organizations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it really, you know, I, I don't want everybody to know this, but I guess I'm telling everybody now, they make my job much easier. <laughs> That's uh, true. You know, we have a director of our 911 center, which I put up against any other in our country. Me too, I will. Uh, and so they are doing some phenomenal things to make sure that our, uh, they're the first line Honestly, you know, mm-hmm. folks on their worst day and their worst moments call 911 mm-hmm. and they they want to know that someone's going to respond to them. So they do a phenomenal job yes. at the process of being that first person that someone who's having the worst time, whether it be a crime or mm-hmm. it could be, you know, obviously a, a fire situation yes. or it could be a health situation. They dispatch our EMS systems as well. Mm-hmm. So that and then you go to you look at fire. You know, everybody loves firemen, but I, I think firefighting is one of the hardest jobs. Oh, I, now that I'm, in, I, I was understand a poli- that. I was a police officer, and there's this there's this family type relationship between police and firefighters. Um, but firefighters love to say that people became police officers because they didn't they couldn't be firefighters. Um, but I tell them all the time that no, I couldn't fight that fire. I couldn't climb up a ladder, uh, fifty feet in the air. Mm-hmm. And then uh, much less climb the ladder, but then fight a fire Mm -hmm. or go into a burning building. And, you know, these folks are really are living superheroes, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to see the things that they do. Uh, But also, 
you know, these worlds are, are expand. They touch different areas in our community. Our fire, fire department, our inspections department is really moving into some areas that help with our economic development. Yes, absolutely. Uh, help with the safety of, uh, you know, our, our building, our, whether it com- be commercial, residential, mm-hmm. uh, or other uses. And, you know, those areas come together in, in a beautiful place that, again, back to the core of, it makes our residents feel safe and mm-hmm. it lets them know that there are components in our community working for them. That's that's really true. The way I look at them is that our emergency responders or first responders, is they are the ones who run towards danger when we are running mm-hmm. away from it. And uh, they should be appreciated. We should celebrate them on a daily basis. Now, the world of policing has changed tremendously, and you made a reference to that. Over the last couple of years, we've had social justice protests, we had COVID, we had a lot of uh, changes in the economic situation, and people spend more time at home than at work, and just a lot of tension. Uh, and then we are in the middle of searching for a police chief who will lead us into this new era. So, and of course, you've been here for over 20 years, so you've seen a lot of police chiefs come and go. Now we are looking for another one. So tell us about what goes into that search. Where are we in the process and what exactly are we looking for? I love this question because this is my my, my second opportunity to to lead a search for our, our next police chief. That's great. Uh, the first one was in 2019 when we were able to hire uh, former chief um, Brian, James, Brian James who recently yeah. retired. Uh, but most people expect that as soon as Chief James retired that we were going to hire someone the next week. Mm-hmm. But so much more goes into it. The first thing is we have to attain uh, a search firm to help us with this process because mm-hmm. this is a huge this is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we want to do it the right way. We want to do a national search. So we were very fortunate to have Development Associates again mm-hmm. uh, to work with us. In my opinion, they are... Uh, the premier recruiting firm in law enforcement. Okay. Uh, they have a, a huge reputation. Uh, and not to mention, they're locally based out of Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we, that's the first part. So the first thing we did with them in, in August is begin to engage the community before mm-hmm. we even formalize Transparency. Uh, a, 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 a job title or, yeah. or the position post. After we collected information from the community, key stakeholders, our council members, we were able to build a profile to see what people want to see in the next police chief. That's good. From there, uh, we will we post a position. Uh, it went live on, on September 15th. It will be open through uh, October 17th, okay. uh, which will give uh, a, a good, a pretty good period for candidates across the country to to apply for our, you know the position. Mm-hmm. During that process, uh, upcoming this weekend, we'll begin a series of in-person uh, community meetings so just so that the community can engage with, with us. So Development Associates will facilitate mm-hmm. those. Uh, after the position closes, Development Associates uh, will put the candidates through uh, some serious processes. They will have phone interviews. Yes. Uh, they will do uh, an EQI test mm-hmm. uh, or assessment that will help us identify different qualities yeah. uh, in their, their leadership, um, their personalities. Uh, from there, Development Associates will help myself and, and you yes. as a manager uh, narrow that candidate pool. That's good. Uh, and then ultimately, uh, right around the beginning of November, 
we hope that we'll have an assessment center of about five to six people that we'll invite from the candidate pool. Um, and and I, I really tell you, that gives us an opportunity uh, to assess and look at the candidates, how they perform yes. uh, in, in, in peer-approved uh, scenarios. The great thing with that is we'll have community members involved. We'll That's have uh, peer professionals. Uh, we'll have key stakeholders who are involved in that that scenario. So that still keeps the community involved. It keeps people engaged in yes. the process. Again, as you said, uh, it it shows our transparency, but it also shows our willingness to open p- our process up to the community so that they can be involved in who's going to be their next police chief. So after all that, uh, hopefully by early to to mid-December, mm-hmm. we can identify the best candidate That's for good. this city. Yeah. Uh, and going into next year, we'll start the year off with a new police chief. That's good. And hopefully someone we can introduce to the community and they can meet him directly or her directly and begin to have a lot of conversations. Because obviously top of mind as we wrap up, top of mind for a lot of our listeners, our residents and businesses is what's an ideal police chief and how can this person help us with you know, issues related to safety in our community. And, and so can you elaborate a little bit about that as we as we wrap up? You know, Tywo, I'll tell you, 20 years ago, uh, the ideal police chief was a hard-charging, you know, possibly former military person who could just hit the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the police world, they, what's called they wore the big belt all the time. Uh, but what we want to see now in a police chief is someone who's innovative, okay. someone who has uh, the the communication skills to be able to have the diversity of encouraging police officers to to want to do this job yeah. in, the, in a time right now that is challenging, mm-hmm. but also being able to connect with the community. We have a tremendously diverse community here in Greensboro, so we need to see someone who can engage and communicate well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of all, what I'm looking for from my police background is someone with some innovation. That's good. We need to see someone who can move us move our police department here in Greensboro into this era of whether it be alternative uh, response models, different collaborations, Mm -hmm. uh, different types of engagement with our community, Mm -hmm. and just be willing to be open-minded and to step outside of the the old school realm of, hey, we're going to arrest our way out of these Mm -hmm. problems of crime that we might have. Mm -hmm. Our crime has been up and down. This Mm -hmm. year we've seen our crime uh, at one point during the summer, uh, we were on a trend to be above the homicide and violence rate from last year. We've thankfully settled down some, but we still need to see someone who can look at uh, a diverse way of and an innovative way of addressing our crime problem. That's good. Hopefully somebody who has a respect of uh, the officers, the rank and file, uh, respect of the community. And of course, can uh, lead all of us into the next, um, you know, century, so to speak, in terms of how policing should be done. Someone who can really define that. Greensboro is a great community to live in, and having a police chief that can work alongside with us will be very critical to making that uh, continue to be the case for us. Absolutely. Well, it's been great to have you today, Trey. I can't call you Officer Davis no anymore. You just call your Assistant City Manager. Trey Davis, it's been great to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time. For our listeners, the Connect GSO podcast is your one source for learning about your city staff, the work that they do, and how it affects your life on a daily basis. It also allows you, our listeners, to provide us with your ideas for improving what we do as a city. You can reach us at connectgso at greensboro.com. 
greensboro-nc.gov. Connect GSO at greensboro-nc.gov. Once again, thank you for visiting with us today. Yes, sir. Thank All you. Right.